Amen. Praise the Lord for that beautiful song. You know that life is easy when you're up on the mountain, right? You see everything. Uh, you have the peace of mind. But when you are in the valley, the trials, temptation, you need uh, the peace of God. Amen. And uh, always uh, be reminded of uh, God who is there, o is there always for you. Amen. So let's go now to the message this morning. Amen. Hope that you are ready and hope that you have your Bibles with you. And it's good to study the Word of God and thank God for our uh, Sunday school this morning. It's truly a blessing to, to hear the message of God's Word. And thank the Lord for those who taught us, amen, those teachers that God used in order for us to know more about God. And we always uh, thank God for every opportunity that we have in our church to listen to God's Word, amen. And we presenting God last Wednesday. Uh, Brother Robert gave a beautiful message. Thank God for that powerful message. And also last uh, Friday, we commemorate and celebrate the life of Sister Emya here. And we know that life is so short, right? And we truly uh, miss her. And thank God for um, the strength that God is giving to the family, most especially Brother Manding is out there at the back and continue to pray for their family and most especially sister Emya loves her family is so dear to her uh, and um, she wants her family back to to the Lord so let's continue to pray for them and spiritually speaking amen and um, this time let's have this time to open our Bibles in the book of John chapter 14 may I request everyone to please rise as we give reverence to the Word of God, John chapter 14, we know this uh, familiar chapter. This is a wonderful um, chapter to read, amen? Because uh, if you can um, try to look at verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, okay? But we will take a look on verse 15 down to verse 31. And let's have a responsive reading, amen? Verse 15 to verse 31. So I'll begin with verse 15. Ready, uh, I will read it and we will read verse 16 as we finish until verse 31. So the Bible says, If ye love me, keep my commandments. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth in you, and shall be in you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. He that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be love of my father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth not, he that not, I say, that the word which he hear is not mine, but the word which I 
These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. Peace I live with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And now I have told you before it come to pass that when it is come to pass, ye might believe. Let's all uh, read uh, verse 31 together. But the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our gracious God, Heavenly Father, once again, we are so thankful. We are so grateful, Lord, for giving us another day of life. And this is a special day uh, for you, O Lord God, because this is the Lord's day. And we are here, O Lord God, to worship you alone, O Lord. And we are here asking for your blessing from thy word. Once again, O Lord, we ask, O Lord, for cleansing. Cleanse our hearts, O Lord God. Forgive our sins, O Lord. And make us worthy to receive thy blessing from thy word. Lord, we're asking also for your Holy Spirit to teach us today. And we're asking, Lord, that you continue to guide us and bless us. And we remember our brethren who are traveling, Lord. Bless their um, trip, O Lord God. And also uh, we remember, O Lord, our senior pastor. Uh, use them, O Lord, mightily in, the, in Boston, uh, celebrating their anniversary to, today. And also Pastor Abel uh, preaching in other church, we're asking the Lord for your power, asking the Lord for your presence, Lord, and we're asking the Lord for your provision of thy grace, Lord, to thy people today. Lord, we continue to praise you, Lord God, in this place, and we want to glorify your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. You may now be seated. Amen. So this is the first Sunday of the month of August. And you know what? In the Philippines, we have this... Um, um, guy, a man who's always uh, present when it comes to September, right? You know that guy, Jose Marie Chen. He's <laughs> always present when it comes to Vermonts, right? He's always um, we're always listening to to the special music when it comes to Christmas songs, right? So it's not yet Christmas. We still have family camp next week. Amen. Are you excited about it? Amen, we do, and we praise and thank God for this privilege that we can uh, join once again to that beautiful place, enjoying the presence of God, and also the fellowship of the believer, and um, the preaching of God's word, amen, and let's do pray for our um, our guest speaker, they will be here um, this week, let's do pray for traveling mercy from the Philippines, Pastor June De La Fuente and his wife, okay, so... As a way of our introduction, the title of our message is The Promise of God's Peace. The Promise of God's Peace. So uh, we will um, not continue the, the series that I'm preaching, but it's, um, the Lord um, 
lead me to this um, message. Help that this message will um, inspire our hearts and um, give us encouragement. Because um, we know nowadays that we experience a lot of things. Some of us, um, especially Brother Manding, um, lost our, his wife. And um, we continue to pray for God's comfort to his family. And also for us who are experiencing some troubles in life, we need God's guidance and peace. But praise be to God that God's peace is always available in our life. And he has this wonderful promise. As we take a look on verse 26 of our text, John chapter 14, the Bible says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. We know that Jesus Christ was... At this time, he was near the close of his earthly ministry. Okay? He was about to be crucified on the cross. And he was about to leave his disciples. And he's preparing his disciples to, to, to face a lot of troubles in life. God did not promise us a, a, an easy road of life. When we met Christ, when we received Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, God did not promise us to have a life of bed of roses. Okay? Or life of, um, we live in a luxurious life. God did not promise that. But God promised us that when we have this life, when we have troubles in life, especially problems in life that we are facing, God promises that He will we will face those problems and we will not be alone facing those problems because God is going to be with us. Amen? Amen. He is be, or He's going to be with us with those problems. That's the good thing about God. He will never leave us nor, nor forsake us. Amen? And uh, as we can see the experience of Jesus Christ on the cross, beforehand, we can see how his agony, the pain, the horrible thing, the horrible death that he would experience on that cross. Those accusers, those mockery. And you know what? Why he's going to the cross because of our sin. Why he is going to die on the cross because of our sin. Sin separates us from God, and God wants us to be reconciled to Him. We truly enjoyed the yesterday class uh, of our first class uh, of FBI, okay, Faith Bible Institute, and we're presenting God for the ministry of John Eights, all right. And this is a wonderful um, avenue in our church that we can learn more about God. And uh, we truly enjoy uh, the three subjects yesterday, okay? Uh, the Old Testament survey I did, okay? And what's the other one? Church of Corinth, okay? And the New Testament, all right? Or the salvation, I mean. Theology, okay? The doctrine of salvation. That um, the Lord Jesus Christ is asking us to be saved, amen? And um, he came here on earth because of that ministry, because of 
He wants to seek and to save that which was lost. We are lost in sin because of that sin. And Christ made a way for us. And we can see in this uh, chapter, in John chapter 14, verse 6, this is a familiar chapter, that he says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He is the sure way to heaven. Amen? And he is the only way to heaven. And he has the truth. Amen? And we know that he is the life. You cannot go to heaven without Jesus Christ. So we need to receive him as our Lord and Savior of our life. So, for three years, the apostles have been associated with Christ. They learned a lot of things from the teaching of Christ. He taught, they experienced Christ, they saw the miracles that Christ did, he saw the feeding of the 5,000, the miracles that happened to those people who were sick, even the dead person, he raised it from the dead. So even though his life had been full of strenuous work, they had seen clearly that his heart was ruled by peace of God. Remember, when they were in the boat, he was sleeping. And there's a storm that came to, the, to that boat while they were traveling on the sea. The disciples were so scared and afraid when they saw the storm and the waves, strong winds. But you know what? Christ him alone has that peace. He has that calmness. They awake him from his sleep. Amen? He was sleeping at the time. And when he was awake, then he said to that storm, be, Peace, be still. And the storm calmed. The sea calmed. Amen? That's the power of Jesus Christ. Amen? That's the power of Jesus Christ. He had never been victimized or rendered impatient, anxious, or rebellious by outward circumstances. On every occasion, he had been the master of the circumstances. Amen? Amen to that? He has been the master of circumstances, of the circumstances. Often the apostles have marveled at his calmness and self-control. Now that he was about to say goodbye to those who have, whom he had loved so tenderly and who loved him with a love unlike that which they had felt for any other person, Christ measured the extent of their grief and sought to comfort them by bequeathing his peace to them, by giving his peace to them. I will not be around but I will leave you comfortless there is a comforter that will come to you and that is the Holy Spirit as he promised in verse 26 but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost amen and right now we know that literally Jesus Christ is not around but we know that he lives in our hearts and that the Holy Spirit is in our hearts he indwells in us amen he indwells in our hearts. So, what do you mean by the word peace? 
Thayer wrote, Peace is the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. As Christians, we know that peace. Amen? We understand that peace. And peace is that rest of soul that comes from the establishment of a right relationship with God and living in harmony with His will. So we need to have a right relationship with God for us to have that peace. And we know in our world today, people are asking for peace, right? People are asking for what we call peace. As we can see in the pageant, they're always aiming for world peace, right? World peace. But what's happening around us? What is happening in the world around us? Okay, it's getting worse and worse. We are in the perilous time right now. Okay, it's getting worse and worse. Wars are there. Miscommunications are there. Fightings among people are there. Even in the family. It seems like peace is not around. So, you know what? As um, I take a look on Mr. Google to give the meaning of peace, it says freedom from disturbance, tranquility, calm, calmness, quiet, stillness. Okay, freedom from disturbance. Okay, so when we enjoy our you know vacation, okay, we have some tranquility there. It's so peaceful. Freedom from disturbance. You have your time. You enjoy the, the peace and quiet. But when there's disturbance, your peace will be out. <laughs> and sometimes they call it the absence of war. Try to imagine those people who are in war. Those people who live in a communist country. Those Christians who worship God underground. Do they have what we call peace? Those Christians, we know that they have peace because they have peace in God. It's not depending on the circumstances. When you have troubles in life, do you have a peace? Do you still have the peace if you have troubles in life? God is encouraging His disciples here before He will go to the cross and leave his disciples, he taught them to have that peace that coming from God. And the comforter is there for them. Okay? They will experience a lot of things, a lot of troubles, even their life will be in trouble. But the peace of God is there. Amen? The peace of God. For us Christians, we have the peace of God. Amen? Amen? We have the peace of God. When we experience troubles, we have the peace of God. We know that God is the God of the mountain. And also He's the God of the valley. Amen? He's the God of the valley. So I would like to give you three things. But before that, we have this. What's, what was Christ's peace? 
what was Christ's peace. It was the peace of the Spirit that came from the oneness with God, His complete harmony will, with the will of the Father. Sorrows deeper that we can imagine broke over Him. A cup of bitterer than we can conceive was given Him to drink, but yet He was at peace. Harmony with God was the secret of His peace. Amen? They have wonderful um, fellowship with God, okay? relationship with God. He declared that the doing of the will of God was His meat and drink. Christ's legacy to His friends was not the peace of exemption or escape, but of serenity and victory. Amen? He had overcome death, hell, and the grave. Amen? He rose after three days after his death. So I would like to give you three things this morning. Hope that you are still here. Amen? Are you still there? Are you, are you hungry now? Okay. Hope that you are not yet. Okay. So we have um, lunch later on. And uh, can't wait to see our lunch. All right. So first thing here, the pursuit of peace. The pursuit of peace. Whether life is viewed today from the standpoint of the individual, the family, or the community from its national aspects, or from the larger international relationship, obviously, there is tremendous lack of peace. Amen? There is tremendous lack of peace. Why? Because of sin. Sin has separated and alienated people from God. People cannot be in rebellion against God and have peace at the same time. Isaiah chapter 48 verse 22, the Bible says, There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. We are living in a wicked world right now, where sin is very rampant. Where sin is, you can see, everywhere. And of the unsaved, Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 59, verse 8, The way of peace they know not, and there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. They don't have the peace of God. Even though that they are trying to have peace, no. About the world. You know what Christ said here in verse 27? Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not us, the world, give it. As I've said, there is a world peace. But the peace of God here that is offering to us is not the world peace. Amen? It is the peace from God. And we know that the Lord Jesus Christ is the author of that peace. Amen? He's the author of that peace. The pursuit of peace, the desire of that peace. Try to imagine at night you are not peaceful. You're, you're, you are worrying about tomorrow. What's going to happen tomorrow? Right? So I will expect that your eyeballs will be big when it comes to morning, right? Because you haven't slept all, all night long. 
So remember Solomon. Solomon, blessed by God, right? He's the wisest king ever lived. He's the third king of Israel, aside from Saul and David. Okay? So he's the wisest king ever lived. He accomplished a lot of things. And think of it, he was a successful man because of his accomplishments. He has this, this kind of wisdom, okay? And uh, appearance, when it comes to his appearance, he is uh, handsome, I believe, because he has a lot of wives and concubines, all right? Not only wives, but he has a lot of those. He has the fame, he has the female, what else? It's the pleasure. It's the, he has the wealth. Fortune. There you go. Solomon tried to find peace in, this, in the things of the world through those things. He pursued knowledge and wisdom on human level in quest of peace and enduring satisfaction. But you know what? What happened to him? Disappointed in that quest. You may reach the top of the mountain. <laughs> you can be the famous person in this world. But you know what? If you don't have Christ, you don't have peace. You don't have real peace. He threw aside all the restraint and plunged into a life of dissipation, sinfulness, corruption. Eventually, he discovered that he had been pursuing peace and satisfaction in wrong courses. And the result of his pursuit, you can see it, and it's recorded in Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 10 to 11. The Bible says, And whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor, and this was my portion and of all my labor. Then I looked on all the words that my hands had wrought, and on the labor that I had labored to do, and behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit. And there was no profit under the sun. Under the sun. So as we can see here, even though he has a lot of achievements, he still have not enjoying himself because he's far from God. Amen? He is far from God because of his sin. We know that he's a Christian, but because of his sin, and sin separates him from God. And all the things that he had is never, is just a waste. Because without God, he will not enjoy everything. Amen? Without God, he can do nothing. So what a frustration, isn't it? What a confusion. Unrest, tension, violence, and distress. We can see widespread in our world. Great unrest prevails in every heart that is not in harmony with the will of God. 
Longing for peace, people search for it in many places where it cannot be found. Many think that if they only had plenty of money, right, they would have peace. But sad to say, those rich people, they don't have peace. Why do they have to, to, to pay their bodyguards? <laughs> think of it. Why do, why, do, why do they have bodyguards? Because they are securing themselves from others. Because they are rich, they're famous. Okay? The people know them. Alright? So it's good. And it's enjoyable to have this kind of life, right? That we don't have any bodyguards. <laughs> okay? We can go anywhere without them, right? Simple life. And we know that we are rich in God's sight because we have, you know, we are heaven bound because we are Christian, right? So, money, they only have plenty of money, they would have peace, but possession of money does not guarantee peace. Amen? Possession, okay? Possession of money does not guarantee peace. We know a lot of rich people, some celebrities, even, you know, uh, kill themselves because they don't have peace. Some of unhappiness, unhappiest people have enough money to buy almost anything they desire, anything they can produce, uh, procure, but deep inside they don't have the peace. People will crown you one day and then curse you the next, right? That's what happened to Jesus Christ. He was crowned. They thought that he will be their king, okay, physical king, okay? He will um, be the king of Israel. But after that, one day, the crowd spread garments before Christ and cried, crown him, and then a few days after they place a crown of thorns on his head. Scourge him until his back was a mass of bloody flesh. And then nail him to the cross. So pursuers of peace should be taught that God is the only source of real, satisfying, and abiding peace. The question is, do you have that kind of peace in your heart today? In your life today? Amen? Are you pursuing peace in your life? And where do you find peace? Secondly, the provision of peace. Amen? We have only three points. Amen? The provision of peace. Not only is peace to be desired, but it is available. Thank God that the peace of God is available. Amen? Christ procured peace with God for those who would believe on Him when he suffered and died on the cross. The peace of God is available. There is a provision. Amen. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was burst for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. You know what? 
we truly thank God that our salvation is free. Amen? But someone paid for our salvation. Jesus Christ paid it all. Amen? Appreciate Jesus Christ because He paid it all for our salvation. He paid it all for our salvation. The basic fact of the gospel is that Jesus Christ made peace through the blood of the cross. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of our sin. Colossians chapter 1, verse 20, And having made peace through the blood of His cross, by Him to reconcile all things unto Him, by Him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. God wants us to be reconciled with Him. Amen? And through the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, through His blood, when He died on the cross, we are, when we know Him as our Lord and personal Savior, we reconcile with God. We must never overlook the fact that sin had to be atoned for because it had broken the fellowship between God and humans. Sin separates us from God. Amen? Sin separates us from God. But God wants us, that fellowship, to be renewed again. Christ's death on, Christ's death on the cross death dealt fully with that. And it's a satisfying justice of God and paying the penalty for breaking of the law. Why do we have sin? We know that Adam and Eve are... Our first parent committed that sin of disobedience to God. We inherit that sin. You know, those babies, never teach them how to sin, but naturally they, you know, they, naturally they lie to you. Okay? They, can, they can commit mistakes. They are, if you will observe them, they become greedy. Okay? So, they, they, they have the natural sin. Even though they are ignorant, of those sin, they're innocent, okay. But you can see the 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 effect of the sin that Adam and Eve committed in the garden. So another verse here in Ephesians chapter two, verse fourteen: For He is our peace, who had made both one, and had broken down the middle wall of partition between us. There's no wall between us and God because Christ gave us His peace. God gave us His life. When Christ was bidding His apostles farewell, as He stood around Him in speechless sorrow, He did promise them an easy way. A release from all burdens. Okay? God did not promise us that all your problems will be gone. We still have problems. We're still facing problems. But God promised us that whenever we face problems, we will not be alone. Amen? Amen. He will be with us. Amen? With those problems. You know what? There's a disciple here who asked God about the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ in these verses. From verses 15 to 31. In verse 22, you can see Judas. Who's this Judas? All right. And the Bible explains, Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot. 
Okay? He is not the Judas Iscariot who betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ. His question is, how it is that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Okay? How it is that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Judas is the brother of James, and we know that he's the half-brother of Jesus Christ as well. And he became one of his followers, disciples. Jesus answered and said in verse 23, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Okay? That's why it's very important to know the word of God. Amen? That's why it's very important to, to know the love of God. In order for us to love God, we should know Him more in our lives. Amen? The more you, you know God, the more you will love Him. Amen? So, as we can see, that life here on earth is not easy, especially for a Christian. Amen? And... A lot of preachers says that life is not a playground. It is a battleground. Okay? A lot of people are falling nowadays from the truth. A lot of people are being cool right now, especially for the Christians. But you know what? Remember that Christ's peace is always there. God did not promise us an easy way, but God is always there for us. Yeah? He's always there for us. When he says, peace, I leave with you. Jesus Christ is speaking here. Amen? It's in red letter. Jesus Christ is speaking, peace, in verse 27, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. God is giving his all and peace with us. Included in this legacy that he provided was a quiet strength to bear the burdens of life. A new spirit in which to meet and master discouragement. Adequate reinforcement to withstand temptation and available strength to sum out all obstacles. We will never do those things overcome these things without Christ in our life. Even Apostle Paul said, I, I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Without Christ, he cannot do those three missionary journeys. Without Christ, he cannot do those um, preaching. Without Christ, he cannot be an, an instrument of his grace, of God's grace. But he always includes, and Christ is always giving him the strength to do his will. Amen? If you want to follow God's will, and we know last Sunday, how do we know the, the will of God? That's a preaching last Sunday. If you want to follow God's will, we need the strength of God. It is not going to be an easy road, but God is with us. Amen? God is with us. These uninstructed people sometimes tell to an unsaved person, make your peace with God. Once a dying man was asked if he had made 
his peace with God? He replied, no. He was asked then, then don't you think that you had a better do at once? Do so at once? Again, he replied, no, adding, my peace was made more than 2,000 years ago by Jesus Christ on the cross. Having believed what the Bible said and having accepted the peace that his Savior had provided, he knew that he was ready to meet God. Amen? I can imagine those people who are you know, in bed of sickness and is about to face God. How peaceful they are. Even in that kind of situation. And you know what? If the Lord will tarry his tongue coming, all of us will die, right? That's the Bible tells us so in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 29. Oh, 27. All right. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. What is that um, verse says? It is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. So all of us has an appointed time. All of us will come to that end. And we want to experience rapture, right? <laughs> but if the Lord tarries, that's, that's the sense of our life. There is what we call an end. The question is, are you ready to face God? Are you ready for His judgment? There is an end to this life. Uh, I would like to share this. Um, it's about uh, an interview with God. Okay, This is just an imagination or something like sharing. Just bear me alone. Okay, an interview with God. The man says, What surprises you most about humankind? He asked God about it. What surprises you most about humankind? God replied that they get bored with childhood. They rush to grow up and then long to be children again. Right? That they lose their health to make money, then lose their money to restore their health. That by thinking anxiously about the future, they forget the present. So such they live in neither the present nor the future. So they live as they will never die and die as though they never live. All right? So do you get that? Okay? So why not live in the will of God? Amen? Live in the will of God. Invest in heaven. Amen? That's why we're here in the church. We're encouraging everyone to to serve God in this place. If you are saved, you need to serve God. Amen? And you have to understand that we need to serve the Lord because we are not investing here on earth. We are investing in heaven because here on earth, we can see those temporary things. Okay? You can enjoy your house now. You can enjoy your car now. But someday in your life, when you get old, you cannot, you cannot drive yourself. You cannot drive those beautiful cars. Right? So why not donate it or give it to the Lord? Right? <laughs> Amen? For those monies to be used to, for God's glory. And you will see those 
those fruits. Amen? That's why we're giving to missions. Amen? And we know that they're doing their best to, to share God's word. And if anyone will be saved to those ministries, we are you know, part of those souls. And we know that heaven is rejoicing when one soul gets saved. Amen? So, let's now dive into the last part. Last point. Amen? Yeah, malakas na amen. Last point. The possession of peace. Amen. The possession of peace. What is the first one? The pursuit of peace, the provision of peace, and the possession of peace. Coming in possession of peace is conditioned upon repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. What do you mean by the word repentance? What is repentance? It, it is a change of mind that leads to a change of heart that leads to, the, to a change in action. This change involves both a turning from sin and a turning to God. Amen? That's repentance. This is not 100 or 360 degrees. Okay? Kasi babalik ka lang sa kasalanan. Alright? It is 180 degrees that you are turning away from that sin. You are surrendering yourself to God, submitting to His will. Okay? So, and trusting the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. So through a personal trust and reliance, or trust in and reliance on Christ, you have, you made an atonement for sin, or forgiveness of sin. The believer comes into possession of a wonderful peace that deity has provided. Romans chapter 5 verse 1, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? What a wonderful verse. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ imparts this peace to all who receive Him as their Lord and personal Savior of their life. Then they come, it's happy possessors. Amen? When we got saved, we are, you know, so happy because we have Christ in our hearts. Amen? The world can give either, neither give you to you nor take you from Christ's peace no combination of distressing circumstances can ever remove it from you. When you receive Christ's peace, that's going to be forever. Amen? It will not be taken from you. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, the Bible says, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen? And we know... That peace of God will keep us. Will keep us. So there is a possession of that peace. Amen? When you pursue peace and you, 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 you got that peace, you received that peace, then you have that provision of peace from God and you possess that peace from the Lord. And we know that this peace is a lasting peace. Amen? It's a lasting peace. It is not depend on the circumstances. When we have good circumstances, when we don't have any more, oh, any problem at all, then you have peace. But no, the peace of God is different. 
when we have problems, then you have that peace. Why those uh, people of God or men of God or men of God in the Bible who trusted the Lord really in their hearts have that peace? Remember those person like Daniel. He was in the lion's den. He was a faithful servant of God. He was about to be debarred by those lions. But you know what? The peace of God was, him, was with him. The presence of God was with him. He was praying. And those lions were, you know, were tame. Okay? They were hungry. They were wild. But in the presence of the Lord, God gave him the deliverance. Amen? And when they threw those people... What happened? They were debarred. To the slice them, they were debarred and destroyed. But Daniel had that wonderful testimony because he has the peace of God. Even in that kind of uh, situation. His friends also were, were, were punished to fiery furnace. Okay? They experienced those fire, but they never burned because the presence of God is there. And the peace of God was with them. They even fellowship in, those, in that fire furnace. Remember that Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego? Those three people. Okay? They have the peace of God. Even the disciples, when they experience distress in their lives, they experience um, things in their life, problems in their life, when they when Jesus left them and they experienced even beating and persecution, even their life, they gave it to the Lord. They have the peace of God. They're still peaceful. How they manage that? How they manage that? I believe because they have the real peace in their hearts. Amen? They have the peace of God. When you are facing those troubles in life, let's be reminded about God's peace. Amen? Let's be reminded about God's peace. As Christians, we have that peace. Amen? Sometimes we are always troubled of the things that's happening to us. But you know what? God is reminding us about His peace. You know what? The Holy Spirit is teaching us that again in verse 26 the Bible says but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you Jesus Christ taught them his words these disciples always forget his words right but you know what the Holy Spirit, the ministry of Holy Spirit, okay? He will try to help us to remember the words of the Lord. So when you are in trying times of life, remember God's word. Amen? And the Holy Spirit is there to help us out. As a way of our conclusion, many already possess this wonderful peace. Amen? Because they accepted it as a gift from the Lord 
Jesus. But the question is, do you possess and prize this peace? If not, wouldn't you like to have Christ's perfect peace in your heart? If so, you can come into possession of this wonderful peace here. And now if you will, if you will by faith, receive Christ as your Lord personal Savior, then salvation and peace are yours for the taking. Amen? You can have this peace. You can have Christ's peace. Shall we all rise up, please, as we pray? Our gracious God, Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this beautiful message. Thank you, Lord, for using your words, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to enjoy your words. And truly, Lord, this world has a lot of troubles. We're living in these uh, perilous days, perilous times. There are fightings, there are wars, disturbance, and even, O oh Lord, the peace is simply uh, not around us. But you know what? Thank God for this time that we have this kind of peace that comes from God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving us that peace. And today, O oh Lord, when we face our trials in life, challenges in life, we know that we have that peace because we have Christ in our hearts. And today, if there's someone here who doesn't have that peace, if you're going to ask you about your destiny after this life, are you 100% sure to go to heaven? If your answer is not, then you don't have that right peace, real peace. And we're here to help you out to know that peace from God. And we know that the only name that we can call unto is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 14 verse 6, as I've mentioned, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Why he died on the cross? Because he wants to make a way for you to go to heaven. We just have to realize and understand that you are a sinner before God. You cannot save yourself by your own merit, by your own good works. You cannot go to heaven by your own strength. You cannot have the power to do that. But through the Lord Jesus Christ, he made a way for you. And you know what? Because of our sin, there is a judgment. Of eternal death. Romans chapter 6 verse 24, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But the gift of God, that gift, we need to receive it and make it our own. And that gift is the Lord Jesus Christ. He will give you that peace. He will give you that salvation. You know, you want to be saved today, is there anyone here in our congregation? Lord, I want to accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. Is there anyone? You can raise your hand. If you know that you are a sinner and you don't know to go to heaven, and you want to accept Christ and we give you 
the way to go to heaven. Can you raise your hand, please? Someone will help us to explain the Word of God to you. And if you're shy, if you want to pray, you can pray this prayer. Make it as your own. Pray this prayer. Our gracious God, Heavenly Father, today I realize that I'm a sinner. Today I realize that I cannot go to heaven. But because of your word, because of Christ Jesus who died on the cross of Calvary, I put my faith and trust in him alone. And I will open my heart and receive you as my Lord and personal Savior of my life. And thank you, Lord, for your love to me. In this I pray. Amen. If you pray from that prayer, let us know. And uh, we would like to welcome you to the family of God. And for Christians, how do you live your life? Here on earth. Do you still enjoy the peace of God? Do you still experiencing the peace of God? We know we'll have a lot of troubles in life. But thank God, God is always reminding us about His peace. Peace that passes all understanding. The peace of God. Is there anyone here who needs prayer? Is there anyone who needs prayer? You can raise your hand. I'll pray for you. If you have some problems facing uh, tribulations or trials in life, and if you need prayer, not even yourself or you're not experiencing it, or others for their salvation as well, can you raise your hand? You need prayer for others' salvation your families and friends we can do that we can pray for them that they may know the peace of God in their lives let's go to the Lord in prayer gracious God Heavenly Father once again thank you God for meeting our needs today thank you Lord for this message reminding us about your peace thank you Lord for our Lord Jesus Christ who gave his life on the cross of Calvary for the payment of our sin. And thanks be to God, oh Lord, that we have that wonderful salvation, wonderful gift from you. The eternal security that we have that would give us peace in our life, oh Lord, while we're here on earth. And Lord, we're asking, oh Lord, for those who are in pain right now, those who are grieving, oh Lord, right now, we are asking, Lord, for your comfort and peace, O Lord God, to their, to their lives. And may you lift them up, O Lord God. Uh, help them, O Lord, to always enjoy your presence in their life, O Lord. Thank you, Lord, for meeting us once again. And thank you for this wonderful time that you have given to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen.